got the AK out. Run out first, yeah. Get it bit soft. I'm on dirt now. Pissy bitch boss. Corner pocket. Can you pay it off? Touch your money, yeah, now. Nah, like I made off. Break. Shut it down like a cold. Summertime pimping, but my heart was still froze. Snug out with the sign, like I was on my tippy toes. Saying adios to these thoughts and any hoes. Superstar hopping out of black Uber car. Pop up with pizzazz, and you know I got no remorse. Game a nigga, baby boo, that's a cheat code. Puerto Rico on my arm, like she J-Lo. Put your baby in a ghost, that's a boo. Fuck the ice, so I'ma had to run a two. Run up with the sack, like my name was Sap, yeah. Get into these pennies, like I'm Tyler Pratt, yeah. Just a rest all on your head, that's a pillow. Need a boo, get in that bread, too, that's a big old. Me and Poppy going cool, give me that loot, yeah. And my baby got some back, that's a jam. So, 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 any hoes, superstar, hopping out of black Hoover car, pop up with pizzazz, and you know I got no remorse, game a nigga, baby boo, that's a cheat code, Puerto Rico on my own, like she J-Lo, don't you touch me if you know I got no love for you, most of you niggas dirty, can't keep it 100, superstar feel like the girl that was a Capricorn, tryna fuck the whole world up like I was a star porn, keep some stars around your boy just like a W turn, Vanessa and Mary Kate, they hang out for the barricade. Hello, hello, this is Mild Soft Radio. I'm Jay Krez. You're listening to Mild Soft Main Coast Live. Uh, Sunday night show with me and Jeff J over here. What up, y'all? I know, right? I got to <laughs> With all the streaming shows, three piece morning show, our new show, The Backcourt, a uh, whole bunch more coming to you every Saturday. You can find those on YouTube and on the front page of the website right now. Uh, but tonight we have a special guest. Uh, Welcoming John McHale to the to the broadcast. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so coming out on a windy Sunday. Uh, yeah, I had nothing better to do, so. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Um, Hanging out with us, we got a few records of yours we're gonna be playing throughout the night. Uh, for people who might not be familiar, tell us a little about yourself. I know you've been bouncing around the country while in the NWF in Chicago. Uh, I know you grew up in New York, right? So, um, yeah, no worries. So, yeah, uh, it's John Michael. Um, I was born in Milwaukee, my family prior, you know, to moving to Milwaukee, uh. Well, damn, my father was actually born in Germany. Um, my mother's father comes from Louisiana, and then during the Great Migration, of course, everybody migrated up north. Um, I was raised on a street called Melvina. 
it's on the north side of Milwaukee. North side of Milwaukee is more comparable to like South Side. Um, it's where majority of like minorities stay. Um, so yeah, Melvina, I grew up there, and then through school, I was always a good student. I got another opportunity at a really really young age to move on to New York. So my mom made a sacrifice. I moved there. I pursued music and higher education. Then from there. You know, I stayed there for a bit and ended up moving to Chicago in 2014. And around that time, that's when, you know, a lot of the musicians that are like on now were like mm -hmm. sort of like bubbling. I remember, so I, I went to DePaul. Um, after class, one day I ran into Mick. Um, and like I talked to him, I'm like, man, you know, I don't really think I'm going to be, you know, doing school much longer and he was like yeah man i just moved back up here for real for real from arkansas right you know i stopped going to school so he gave me a little advice you know like just make sure you know um you're actually ready like that's the the best decision and then from there i ran into fatima and like a bunch of other people so it was like you know i was 18 at the time so mm -hmm. It's like, all right, this is definitely the crowd of people that I want to be around. Yeah, it's definitely a good company to keep. Um, was it always the goal to be doing music? Like, uh, were you going out to New York with that like a path you were trying to take? Or was that just something that kind of came about uh, naturally? Um, what's funny is that even growing up in Melvina, uh, you know, I was always like, I guess, New York-esque, if that's you know, even a, a term, mm -hmm. but a lot of people growing up would say, man, you know, I, 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 you, you have like a New York spirit, but really I was just a fan of like hip hop. Um, so growing up, you know, I started making music. I like really committed to it in like high school and I got skipped. So like when I mentioned I was like smart, I was like smart as shit in school. <laughs> So I got skipped, so I was like 13 years old. You mean like skipped a grade? And I was a 13-year-old freshman. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, sophomore year, I was 14. That's when I decided, like, man, I think this is something that I really want to do because I realized, you know, not a lot of people can do it. I thought rapping was something that everybody had the talent to do because mm -hmm. I started freestyling, just, you know, fucking around when I was eight years old. So we would have, like, different assignments in class and shit like that, and it was like, Hey, write a poem and I'll be done. And then you see, like, people are, like, still writing and, like, struggling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, from there, it was mainly because of education. Like, my mom, she was very proud, um, you know, when she's seen, you know, me in, like, 4.0s and, like, straight A's and stuff like that. So, originally, it was, like, all right, to get into, you know, the big city um, for, like, more opportunities. So, it was half and half music and education. And when I moved to New York, man, I just fell in love. I feel like, you know, for the first time, I actually felt at home, mm -hmm. you know, um, especially being in high school and, like, early on, I felt like I never really fit in mm -hmm. uh, in, like, the in crowd, mainly because, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really with the bullshit, bro. Like, at an early age, it's like, you know, I got into trouble, but then I learned, like, really quickly, like, you know where this leads to mm -hmm. so you know a majority of the popular people were the ones that were like doing dumb shit skipping school doing stuff you know 
So I began to apply myself. And then when I moved to New York, it was like, damn, you're actually cool for being weird or like different. Yeah, sure. And like people started to embrace me a lot more. Um, I found like a group of people who like still to this day, you know, I rock with heavily. Um, I get mad love out there. That's what's up. So how old were you when you came back? You said like 18, right before you came to college? Yep, yep, 18. So what was the experience, uh, like what would you say you took the most from just being in New York? I mean, going there for a weekend, somebody can have a great experience. So like spending a few years there had to be like a whirlwind and just a... Oh my God. My first everything happened in New York. Yeah. So it's like, I was raised in church and, um, you know, my mom, she was a bit more like protective. You know, being a young kid in the city, it's like, she didn't want me to end up like my uncle, well, one of my uncles. She didn't want me to end up like my cousins. Mm-hmm. So her way of like protecting me was sort of like being as strict as possible, right? But I still found a way to, you know, yeah, everybody does. Stuff. But when you move away and you're still a teenager and you're living on your own, it's like you can't like police me out here. So you were like by yourself, what, like as a teenager in New York? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, so it was fun as fuck. I were you living like on your own too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, that's wild. Was yeah, it for so, school or something? Like staying away at school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's mainly why. It was kind of bittersweet, you know. Um, I'm the oldest, so when I was leaving, she was kind of like reluctant. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want to let you go type thing. That's like all moms, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right. But, yeah, when I got out there um, – yeah, like I mentioned, like my first everything happened. I really learned, you know, how to be comfortable with being myself. But again, that was the, the my first experience with people actually embracing me for like just being myself. And then mm-hmm. the support out there is crazy. The love out there is crazy. Like, man, I can breathe out there, if that makes sense. Like, you just, I don't know how to explain it. Like when I say I can breathe, I don't feel like it doesn't feel congested. Mm-hmm. Even though That's it's like funny so kind of yeah. <laughs> people there, it's like I don't know, man. I feel so comfortable. Like everybody is so cool. I don't have any enemies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everybody is just family. Like from all parts, just rock with me heavily. So, and then um. I guess this was a good thing and a bad thing. You know, it, it sort of makes you arrogant. You know, being out there, uh, everybody feels like they're on because, you know, New York is New New York. York. And then coming to Chicago, it sort of humbles you. So New York on the outside, it's more flashy. When I go there, majority of the musicians are, like, focused on making, like, club records, Um, which is funny. Last time I was there, the promoter, like, got us into the club, me and my boy Ish, and, like, we were on the stage, like, doing rapper shit. (laughs) So it's like we're, like, sitting there, like, rapping to like other people's lyrics and i'm just like gee like is this what you know rappers really do like go and throw money inside the clubs and like do shit like that so um i like go there to have fun now and just sort of like get a break from like working Mm because in chicago it's like there's so much fucking talent here and like i've known it for you know since i was young but now you're seeing like a new wave, like it's a, a renaissance. Like, you know, the first jazz records were recorded here. House music, you know, came from Chicago and some of the greatest musicians inside the world. So I feel like there's a certain amount of discipline coming from New York and, you know, coming to Chicago, it's like um, immediately you're humble because you see 
high school kid or even a middle school kid pouring his heart out and he's like passionate and talented mm. as fuck. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Thanks for the Adidas store last night. YCA was the first place that I went. You know, I got on stage all arrogant, like, yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm the man. And like, it was like maybe two or three people clapped and it's like, damn. Kind of humble you quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like real quick. You know what I'm saying? So um, from there, it's like, I was always a student, um, but Chicago just, you know, reinstilled that. So it's like, continue to, you know, be humble, continue to work and perfect the craft. So that's what I've been doing ever since, like constantly perfecting the craft. So we're going to jump into a few songs that are a result of that craft real quick. You got Oh, Melvina, Melvina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly on, perfectly on point with this, with the story about uh, North Milwaukee. Yep, yep, yep. All right. was like seven screams in the night and the violence is domestic y'all really don't know john and half of y'all won't get it i always was different never what you expected rats and roaches snakes and vultures pops and smoking cousins posted hoes and folks and laws that grow up the chrome and smoke i watch them do it backseat choking they hotbox in the buick i was influenced by cartoons and concrete the great depression i'm from the air Slum you're blocking the future they feel screaming power the people to plug in Keep it calm in the middle, searching for my equilibrium. Seen a nigga high key, headed out fucking zillion blood on the concrete. Yellow tape in the interim, interrupt your interlude when the bullets were interim. Under a hoopty legs, under a hoochie, ooh. Ain't felt shit kicked this hard since Bruce Lee turned boots to groupies, burnt up into loose leaf, bubbling since old folk. Limping, running from the popo. Put you while you acting like a whole folk. Gahan over logos. Lapping up inside that photo. Mugging, never smiling in your photo. When Kirk got his brains blow. Three niggas from different angles. Could've lost my father on that same road. Same streets we ain't gone. Bittersweet, get carry heat at the moment. Best carry heat in the morning. Cadillac dreaming with the big wheels. Playing grown since the shorty been in corners on my big wheel. Non-fiction is shit's real. Try to mask it, burdens this massive rugged street road to Damascus. Tragic, went from back flips on mattresses. Fast forward, I carried my mother's casket. Shit, can't get worse than that. Spin a record, turn a verse to a weapon. Hearse with a V7 when you reckon that this shit couldn't get worse than rap. Get up on your feet now. Get up off your knees now. Go on, let the steam out. All the world delivered with the ease of a freestyle. And all I used to dream about is house on the hills like a punk. Stilettos. Walking, you can find a dead body in these meadows. Pudgy, what you scared for? I was nine when I took my first ride in the car with the 5 When mama shed tears with the tough pill to swallow. Little brother see me far from a role model. Vet had the strap, but the tips wasn't hollow. A year or two later, Soldier Boy went viral. Age 10 when I bent my first letter to the pen. When 
next surf 10 mama never told me why though since then i've been searching for the truth on the hunt for the loop like watered down juice yellow speed bike 22s on the coupe cab it's drug money got a new pair of shoes 07 went back to the joint serving two times two do the math free when i was six two uh and as a shorty i looked up to the dope man only the dope man i knew that wasn't broke man trying to find hope man man you don't know man since 12 months was the one on the sun in the sun y'all niggas better get with the program spit heat dang got a gold tan feeling like nah Getting half of what I'm saying like I'm Gotan Old man, John keep it grand like an old man Ludacris, young nigga came with the potion Fix for the moment, fix this broken Blowing clouds and opening pass on my broken Real shit, only give a pearls when I'm rolling The coldest, like how body quiver when I stroke it Moan when I bone, prone to leave your body soaking Baby girl, stop it Game tight and really got an option Rarely ever kitten, no adopter Playing since the air popping, since my pops popped in X-Man tripping, need to quit a Jean Cochran Into the streets, I feel like Van Gogh Sliding to the function, ain't no telling where that van go Merch other niggas will front like an endo Pull up blowing endo out the window Me and my kinfolk My brother hit a stripper, learned a lesson Should've been strapped, fuck a weapon Now that's good investment Dancing on the poles, no election Oh, wait a second Hard body trucking, trucks on the intersection Fuzzy, why you stressing? Cream, get the money to be resting I was trying to hang like a teen Or the chain on the necklace Willie on my bike, fuck a range in the Lexus And shorty named Alexis Still got a kiss, just 10, 9, 7 Just to put it in perspective My home was their own, just the place I was resting Fuck 12 until they get the message I probably die, then laugh it off at my resurrection Caught it in my teeth, spit the bullet in the street, ice cold for the heat, speak until you get the message. On and off record on the quest with a question like why he no mad in the midst of recession. When the time Yamaha was my best president, John, I'm sure you heard of him. He make beats and murder him, you can use his services. I heard he spitting pop shit, he just reworded it. It's light from the sun, bitch, go ahead and soak it in. John, rolling up the Philly, bumping freeway on the E-way. Giving cuts and scratches like your wifey's favorite DJ, wifey's favorite rapper, your mama's favorite rapper, your little brother, cousin, auntie, uncle, favorite rapper, been up. Oh my god. That's so hard. Rolling up the Philly, bumping freeway on the E-way. Give them cuts and scratches like your wifey's favorite DJ, your wifey's favorite rapper, your mama's favorite rapper, your little brother, cousin, auntie, uncle, favorite rapper. Been a monster since Pachama and Napier. Knew I was dream hoodie my proper cut still spitting that shit that got biggie killed in suburban written since k4 niggas is hella childish that's why we hold k's for more drama and hella violence mount the fuck on your bitch ignoring you when you calling and she gonna take longer dick right now she got bigger problem raised in them city streets i've been forever riding through training wheels in the streets sirens and helicopters they carry hella chopper fury of melly mel busting on any nigga with or without cdl Tinted on the window in the creepy crawler. 17, I hit my first the weed was up in Harlem. Blow it out the window, middle finger to the cop. Now I cop the seventh on the nine to blow before the morning. Lunchtime, 16, spitting 16s. Fire breathing, speaking with the driver, 66 speeds. Wintertime, heavy Timberland, ain't speaking missies. With the wicked written shit to raise the fucking bar and leave your ass feeling tipsy. Now niggas with the shits like maggots is. If you don't see the vision, I'll show you what a fraction is. Practice with trained assassins, it's not by accident. I've been blew her back out, now guess who's back again? My shit dynamite, bound to excite haters. That's more ironic than when I choked on lifesavers. Or for stone. I had Las Vegas and Las Vegas. We still gon' pack a ball. You niggas is casserole and pastas and macarons. Been off in war. 
Galloped into the battle, yielding a fucking sword and leaving with no battle scars like Jesus told me go hard. Spit that heat, go make the devil jealous. Put that on guard at no charge. Pay me attention, my nigga. I'm gonna speak a bang on real life, and that's on the real life. With fishes hang, I go against the grain. Black out on anything, I put that on everything. It's the hardest since Big and Dre. Allow me to demonstrate. When it's crunch time, I'm two packed, on two straps with a B fat. Two pick on my dinner plate. Kill them all if they imitate. Play follow the leader, they couldn't be us or beat us. Y'all never on point in my benches, lace. Niggas flopping, bitches popping pussy. I've been watching toxic niggas dying. Shots is fired in the night. As young as I am, I've been watching since the toddler. Never bothered, numb my conscience, numb to violence. That's why I never needed help, you know I asked myself Evaporation, I drop heat and gas myself My second home in your order Guess I'll be learning on my own until I'm older Cat come and fill me with some wisdom So yeah, the prince smart, but the kingdom The school fall apart, so season when you meet her Or at least until that string comes And when our eyes up, you soon see the geyser She said the other geyser, not as cool as I am She asking me, am I in a group with my ends? Is it because I hold your cortisone? Up in the sack, she screaming louder than the Georgia Dome She can give it, 97 pimp shit Game on point like a pivot, never coming up short like a dwarf. She said, you know you could have just said midget. Well, of course, but I didn't, girl. Ain't that why you like me? Because I'm different, girl. Asking me these questions like why you ain't choose a different girl. Um, well, some things you just can't explain. It makes sense. You think your last nigga fly your ex-plane. Upgrade, GA. Come up out the PJs. Wait, ain't even write this down. But truthfully, you can make it right when we lying down. You know, to keep your legs closed like the lost and found. Seem like I knock you off your square whenever I come around and put it down like that. Now, why would you doubt it? Put it down. Just so you can, you can go. Go tell me about it. Sauce Radio, the No Coast Live Show. We're here every Sunday at seven o'clock. Tonight we got. Don't let me mess this up again. John 
Mike Hell. Mike Quayle. Yeah, Mike Quayle. Mike Quayle. All right, my bad. I'm gonna yeah, get that's that right my, back. My government. Uh, I'm notorious. It's cool, man. Spark, just to get you in the booth, start recording. Like, what uh, what was your reason for beginning to actually record music? I know you said you've been rapping since a young age, but um, at what point did you kind of start getting stuff or creating songs and whatnot? Um, yeah, so that was sophomore year of high school. Uh, I was sitting in class and I was always writing. Um, you know, I played sports, a couple of sports too, but for the most part, I had a few AP lit classes. Uh, for like literature and just studying like um, different types of rhetoric, rhetorical devices, different mm-hmm. things like that, and I excelled. Um, so that sort of helped with what I was doing. Around that time, I was listening to a lot of early J. Cole um, and like underground people. I was actually listening to kids these days before I even knew like who the fuck they were. Um, <laughs> Add two is another person I just met recently Absolutely. who like, I'm like, you know, although they're writing Chicago when I'm on the blogs, I'm just listening to the music, not conscious. Like, damn, they're like two hours away from here. Type it's shit. crazy sometimes to realize yeah. how like close everybody is. So then from there, it was like, um, again, through school, I got like this laptop and, uh, you know, I had a few friends who were into music, um, and like produced and whatnot. And I told him like, I wanted to get into producing. And it was like, yo, download FL Studio. Um, so I downloaded it and I literally just started sampling every fucking thing I could find. And yo, just making beats, like hella beats a day, you know, locking myself in a room type shit, uh, taking my laptop like to class, like writing in class, making beats in class in a lunchroom, like whenever I had time, like on a bus, on the way home type shit. Um, my dad, this is, it's funny to me because (laughs) I think we, we, I guess we decided to start rapping at the same time. (laughs) And so he, he like had a studio in his house. It was just more so like a a closet space next to the living room. He would just like add cushion in there and like, I would sneak from school to like go record. Cause like at this time my mom wasn't really uh fully behind like the idea of like making music so i would sneak to school make these like vlogs and shit and whole time you know she was on my social media even when i didn't think she knew i had social media so like she would ask me like oh so what did you do today so yeah i went to class you know what i'm saying she was like oh so what's this what's this video i'm like oh shit so I tried to find like yeah man you had to be my pops he's like he doesn't give a fuck like yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He was just like, whatever. But my mom, like I mentioned, she was a lot more strict. So, um, yeah, 14, I started recording, like, freestyles. And, yeah, around that time, like, Joey Badass was, like, popular, the whole pro era thing. Um, Kendrick was coming up. And then, like, J. Cole used to just freestyle at lunch and shit like that. So it was just something that I was passionate about. You know, I used to attend these orientations. They're like... Um, pretty much preparing you for college. And it was like, you know, um, you should choose a career that, you know, you look forward to waking up every day. And so they always said that, and I'm just thinking, like, damn, what do I, like, really, really love? And, yeah, one day I just woke up. It's like, yeah, I want to make music. 
and I think I can be good at it. So, not at 14. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just got out of school early, but went back. So it's like graduating like <laughs> early as hell. No, I didn't. 14 drop out. is like fuck it. I'm out like, of here. Fuck it. I'm like, it. Some little Wayne shit. Nah, yeah, but. I got signed at 14. And like, eventually, like university. I dropped out of college. That's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I dropped out of DePaul. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Coming to Chicago, it was a culture shock, bro. And to be honest, I don't know if I should say this, but fuck DePaul. Yeah, DePaul's got not not the DePaul, best reputation over there right now. So. Man, DePaul is you know it's I guess I don't know, bro. Chicago was a culture shock because I didn't realize how segregated it was and how clicky it was. So when I got here, it was like, I'm trying to infiltrate like these scenes. And on the music scene, it wasn't like really the the hardest because I was a new face and like everybody, a lot of people didn't know I made music. So they weren't really fucking with me because of the music. Mm -hmm. So I just used that opportunity to just pretty much see how other people move around the city. Um, but at DePaul, you know, I would be in class and like a lot of people just make you feel like, why the fuck are you here? Even if you're the smartest motherfucker in class, um, yeah, they just make you feel very uncomfortable. And so after a while, I was like, you know, this is not something that I want to do. What was like a particular moment of culture shock that you had or like a, was like a, like a moment at a show or a thing or something that happened that made you be like, we um, step back? I moved to Bridgeport when I first got here and like, you know, it was either that or Inglewood when I was, like, looking for apartments. And I actually packed up, like, all of my shit inside, like, this Toyota. And, like, we drove down here. And I had class the next day, but I hadn't had found, like, a place to stay. I had been looking on, like, you know, all different apartment websites. And so eventually just saw this Craigslist ad um, for, like, an apartment in Bridgeport. And mind you, I don't really have any any sort of, like, context of where everything is mm -hmm. and what neighborhood besides like the bad ones that you hear and shit so i'm like i don't know if i want to live in inglewood bro so like let's try out this bridgeport neighborhood and so ended up you know convincing them throwing them a little bit more money to let me like move in the night of mm -hmm. and so immediately after i'm like just sort of like catapult into the city and it's like all right i'm getting settled into my house getting settled into the school and then also my social life so it was a lot but uh, it was cool. So I remember the first thing was, I'm talking to my boy Mitchell, who actually I met in New York, but he uh, moved back to Chicago. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm staying in Bridgeport. He was like, oh, shit, you're staying in Bridgeport? And I'm like, yeah, like, it's, you know, it's like nothing, bro. Like, it's chill. And he was like, nah, man, bro, you got to be careful. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. My fucking first week, yeah. you know. Everybody on the outside thinks Chicago is just like, I still get texts from my family, like, be safe. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear that, I'm just like, what the fuck are you, you know, what are you saying? And, like, um, he just told me a bit about the history. So that was a culture shock. Because in, in even, like, hopping in Ubers, people will come pick me up from my house. Like, wait, you live over here? It's like, like, yeah, it's like, bro, you know, like, when I was your age, we couldn't even come to this part of the city. And I'm like, damn. So that was one thing, but yeah, 
I mean, for the most part, just you can see it. If you hop on the red line, you go from Howard all the way, you know, to 95th. It's like you start off um, at Howard, and it's pretty much nothing but, you know, fair-skinned people, fair-skinned, and you get to downtown, and it sort of integrates a little bit, and then you get to Roosevelt, and by the time you get to Sox 35th, it's like <laughs> – there's probably only one white person yeah. on the train for real, for real. For real. And like you're looking like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you if you yeah, if you're not gross. off the train by like Sox 35th by 47th, you're gonna get off. And so like you see, it, it's a clear divide Definitely. just riding the train. So that's actually real. That's like a perfect description of Chicago. Yeah. You know, you know people like to argue that it's not that segregated, but like that's a perfect example. Like you can clearly see the the separation. Yeah. Definitely. They say it's, it's they say it's like the most diverse place, but I guess within its diversity, it's segregated because like you have like Russians that stay in like yeah. this this part of the town, um, Jamaicans and just different exactly. places. So there are a lot of fucking people here, but it's just like in certain pockets, like concentrated pockets. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Yeah, I mean the west and the south sides are just so much segregated from. You know the parts of the city that they're developing, like uh, you know, River North has how many buildings going up the west? Yeah. That's how much going on, but they're and just forgotten areas it. of the city. And even like being on the outside, like you see that shit. And at this point, it, it just feels like they're just trying to push everybody to the suburbs. At this point, like continue to push you further and further south until you're not really in a city. I mean, I'm close to Bronzeville, and I want to live in Bronzeville. And I recently met this guy, and he comes, you know, up to me, and I'm like, so, like, he's like, yeah, I'm new to the area. I'm like, well, what brought you here? Mm. He was like, you know, it's just more affordable, it's cheaper. It's like he grew up up north his entire life. And so you see, you know, they're building a Whole Foods um, in, like, Inglewood. I think it's, like, what, 63rd? Somewhere they built the one out west, they built another one in Inglewood, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's a sign. But I was living in um, in Brownsville for a little bit, and it's becoming a lot more integrated. Mm-hmm. And the houses are becoming a lot more expensive, and so it just forces you to move south because you can find shit, a studio apartment for, like, $500 on 79th and, like, South Shore, you know. But is that the, like, safest area? Right. You know what I'm saying? 79th, though. And I'm not from the south side, so I can't really say if that is safe or not. But, like. I was looking into that apartment because it's nice as shit. But then this old lady, she comes downstairs. She put me on game, like, instantly. Like, yeah, you're a young kid. You know, for me, it's a bit different. But, like, it's nice along the beach. But think about it. You might want to go get some water in the corner store. It's, like, a few blocks like um, going like uh, east and west, like north and south on like the, the South Shore Drive, it's like hella traffic, so mm-hmm. there isn't really much going on. But once you hit that corner and start going like into the neighborhood, neighborhood, right. then it's like that's when you start to run into problems. But um, at the same time, it's a fucking $500 right. for a studio space. And it's nice as fuck. It's, it's really nice. It's almost like, all right, I'm going to live over here. I'm probably not gonna leave the crib too much. You feel me? I'm going like somewhere, and then I'm coming back. Exactly. You really gotta plan your moves out. That's for anywhere to live, you know? Yeah. What? It's like nowhere to live. It's like planning your life. It's yeah. It's definitely different. But um, it's something written about a lot on the site too. Miles' house is just like the the like pushing out of the 
yeah, yeah. Six years ago, which is crazy because, um, you know, when the suburbs were originally created, you know, people of color couldn't couldn't get houses mm-hmm. inside the suburbs, and now it's like, well, it's like a exactly, exactly. So that's I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, Chris Kennedy, who's running for governor, just like brought that up, leveled it against Rom, like when he first announced his his running, but uh, like True. it became like a big thing in the news recently. Facts. Anyway, getting off that subject, uh, came to Chicago. You're talking a little bit about uh, having trouble, you know, like breaking into the scene, like breaking into any scene is always, you know, it's it's awkward or weird or something like that. You got to like talk to people and go places and whatnot. Uh, how was it for you? How did I mean? Obviously, you've ingratiated yourself to yeah, people yeah, in the yeah. scene. What we all refer to as the Renaissance and whatnot. Uh, you're very much a part of that. Uh, what is it like to be, you know, here in Chicago at this time and to discover it at the time you did? Bro, it was like a fucking playground, man. It was fun. It's a great like I, I tell you, I hit the ground running. It wasn't really tough for me because I was like so social. I feel like um, the difference is the older I get, I guess in a lot of ways I become more reserved. But um, yeah, bro, I just had a like, and I still do, but I had a fucking huge personality. So it was like, I'm always talking to people. And then if you've never seen me before, it's like, you know, I don't think I look like too many people. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, I've seen you before. Um, like, at this event, because I was literally everywhere, so just right. going around. I don't know, man. I think the first person that I met on the scene was Jasmine Barber. Before that, I actually, I went to YCA, like I was telling you, mm-hmm. um, and, like, just basically started attending that. And then a lot of what, it, what got me, like, introduced was, you know, um, I met Jasmine at first, and then, of course, there's so many fucking girls here. And I guess I was, like, in a lot of ways just, like, fresh meat. So, you know, fucking with different girls, it's, like, inviting me to this event. Then I'm meeting, like, so many other people. So It's, like, the smallest big city in the world, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you realize everybody knows fucking everybody. Exactly. So it was, it was, it was simple, man. I had fun. I, like, started to slow down the order I got. Like, all right, let me chill out a little bit. But, yeah, it was easy. Uh, as far as, like, musically, though, what were uh, some, like, opportunities of people you were working with? That, like, you know, got you in a studio in town, got you in, like, a, you know, working with somebody who produced another artist or anything. Was there, like, some initial... Uh, so, I would, I, like, started off, like, I would just always produce my own shit, like... I did everything for myself, so um, in a lot of ways, I guess people came to me for help. Like, oh, yo, you produce, or, you know, let's collab, let's do this. Um, no, like, big names, for real, for real. I mean, I met Saba at a at a, um, a workshop, like a YCA workshop, mm-hmm. and, like, a, he, like, rapped over a beat that I produced, but it wasn't, like, now I'm like fucking with you type shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in a lot of ways in Chicago, um, or if anywhere for real, for real, you have to like prove yourself. You have to apply yourself and prove yourself before people start to give you the recognition that you feel that you deserve. That's real. So, yeah, that's pretty much been the process for you know since I've been here. Um, man, I mean, it's something that I love to do, so it's not really. You know, uh, I mean, it's a challenge, but it's not tough. It's not dreadful. So it's like I'm constantly working to improve. I feel like that's everybody as a person. 
but especially with music and creating like a uh, a brand for myself, something that's true to me. Um, and then the more and more I grow, it seems like I get more and more opportunities. Um, and by the time I get those opportunities, I've already experienced different shit. So it's like, you know, I've learned a lot. Therefore, you know, I can, I, I guess I'm more suitable for the opportunities. You know, mm -hmm. they say God won't give you anything that you can't handle. Right. So like when you're ready for it, you'll get it. So that's what it feels like. Bet that. Is this a musical fest? True shit.
heard and told it to the mountain You prayed to God that Lord forsake you Was in my bucket riding corners we was bouncing Like potholes and ground erosions was the reason for you But see you don't keep your roots in mind You say I'm tripping Um, did you mistake your roots for mine? You live by the jungle What's it like sleeping alone there? In your dreams, who do you run to? Maybe we can meet somewhere Somewhere, somewhere. I'm a son of the coward They brought their cars in my hand When my niggas get buried and war with my words You have a topic to spare for a little while Only be a minute now Only be a minute now To hold your liquor like genie inside Wonder if you can sip your gin yeah. I hope you grant your wish in the media time Magic carpet, stop wind blowing out the window yeah. Legend has it, she approaching a bohemian fashion Inside the party, she was Rastafari Same design, but cut from different fabrics I got the hand in, we started dancing My back against the wall, there's a group past me Golden watches match pockets that contain Golden rubbers for your attraction Inside the hallway, we drinking parlay The music blasted, scored the madness But then I lost sight when my boys had grabbed me A fight inside the room when the chrome was blasted Music scratches, the people scatter Stumble out the back door and into the alley But I didn't manage to get you out of here I beside my chariot and cruise the valley Desire. You live by the jungle What's it like sleeping alone there? In your dreams, who do you run to? Maybe we can meet somewhere Somewhere, somewhere. I'm the son of the coward They brought their guards in my hair When my niggas get buried And war with my words You have a topic to spare All right, we're back. Mild Sauce Radio. Yeah, yeah. No Coast Live. John, Mike Quail. Mike Quail, yeah. I get it? Yep, yep. I was a little hard on the, the quail part. It's cool, Mike Quail. <laughs> um, so we're just listening to some music. What we have just now over here, Jay? The song we just listened to? Yeah. That was uh, his song, Jungle, featuring Matt Jones. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Appreciate it. You in the mic, man. Yeah. You're gonna get used to it. Yeah. Last week I was just chilling, like didn't have to say shit. I was like, this is nice. <laughs> I'm fucking with Trying to get you involved, man. Just yeah. trying to get you involved. That's the first, the first John I produced high. Like, for real, man. It was, it was like I was second guessing it. My boy Matt, he was like, Yo, let me hear what you're listening to. And like I let him hear it, and he immediately just like started singing. And I'm like, You like this shit? He was like, Hell yeah. So I'm like, All right, cool. Started writing to it, and it just happened like instantly. So that was cool. It seems like that happens with you a lot. You, you talked about uh, a few other songs that just kind of came to you right off the top. Yeah, man. I mean, James Brown says he doesn't do like more than one take. He just sort of like whatever, whatever happens the first time, like it was meant to be type shit. That's, so that's sometimes you know I'll sit on the track, with, you know, for for a while, write different drafts, like different verses. Um, but it, you know, I appreciate freestyling and mm -hmm. shit like that. 
Uh, yeah, I we freestyle had my ass off. We had Cece on last week, and she said she does the same thing. She just really? pops in the. She, she doesn't like do write anything down. She just yeah. listens to the track a few times, pops in, does it just like Jay Z. You know, the course that's like fucking stereotype. crazy. My boy Ishmael is like that. Ishvatao, he's an up and coming artist out in New York. He actually helped me like develop that talent to like remember like shit like Jay Z writes, but not like physically. He writes in his head. And Ish right. is the same fucking way. So, like, you know, hip-hop is competitive. It's it's fun competition. But, yeah, he would just pace back and forth, whis- like, whispering to himself and then just go in and, like, record some shit. And I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck? You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I've seen Femdot do that a couple times. Really? Yeah, he's. That's fucking insane. Femme that is, guy can rap for days, though, too. Yeah, I fuck with Shout Femme. out Femdot. We, uh, we had a class together and uh, at DePaul. I'm it sure, was, man. He takes all the classes. Hey, so, man. <laughs> he's a scholarly yeah. dude. Shouts to my boy, Femdot. Absolutely. Just in the bobsled team for uh, the Nigerian bobsled yep. team. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 He's out in South Korea, I think, right now, watching his sisters. That's that's tough. Very, very dope. Uh, but your music specifically, you're just talking about, like, uh, being able to freestyle and whatnot. It's it's a it's a talent, you know, like, rapping talent these days yep. isn't uh, as valued as it once was. I guess that's always kind of been, like, the... the the comp or like the conversation in yeah, modern yeah. hip hop, right? But in the age of little pump six nine and stuff, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely a little bit like amplified. Yeah. So uh for you, like what does it mean to be able to like hold down like at least those tenants, you know, like a lot of people it used to be about, you know, hip hop, you had to like kinda conquer a few things before you could go off and do other stuff. But yeah. uh do you like hold that to like a you know, like a higher standard or I mean, anything? Shit, or is I'm, a, important I'm a I'm a student, bro, and I'm a fan. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the most conscious motherfucker because I'm young. So I do vibe out to, you know, Lil Pump and Takashi. But at the same time, like, when I'm when I'm coming up, it's like my uncle made music. So it's like he, he was also an MC. And it's like, you know, he knew how to scratch, you know, um, graffiti, you know, breakdance, right, and MC which is like the four met elements of hip hop and then fifth, like knowledge of self, mm-hmm. you know? So seeing that at an early age, it's like, I have respect for, you know, those who came before me, um, cause they paved the way. And then, you know, James Baldwin says, you know, if you don't know where you're coming from, you won't know where you're going. So it's like a Sankofa type thing, just looking back, appreciating the past, but incorporating it into the new. Kanye is one of the people that does that shit effortlessly absolutely like you know what i'm saying i can you know you'll hear a kanye record and it's like look at what he's sampling he's sampling records from like the 40s the 50s you know um and like combining it with like early hip-hop just like break beats and different shit like that or like call and response mm-hmm. like say hey ho you know we in the house like shit like that like north side south side you know what i mean but um yeah i mean it's just some shit that I keep alive because, I mean, it, I'm, it's not like I'm necessarily trying to. It's just is yeah, what just it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, your sound is very much, like, reflective of the journey you kind of explained to us, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, like, it's got those those tenets of, like, New York hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought to, like, kind of this experimentative Chicago, yeah, yeah. like, mishmash of everything we have going on here. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that been like, you know, kind of combining those things that obviously maybe not something that's been conscious, but, uh, yeah. something that might, uh, seems to manifest itself in your work a lot. I mean, shit, it's just like, I love hard fucking drums. Um, 
I mean, as simple as that. But then mm-hmm. I also, like, my mom always used to fucking play Erica Badu mm-hmm. and, like, gospel music. So I love, like, if I could sing, I joke around, like, gee, if I, you know, could sing, I, like, drop all these rap skills yeah, and shit like that. Shit. Bro, I'm telling you, fam, yeah, like, if I had the voice of Napalm, like, from Higher Scale, uh, Coyote, it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't hear me rap like yeah, not one more time. You feel me? And I I like shit like that, like John Mayer, um, Etta James, different people. So it's just more so like hard hitting drums, but then I also like melodic shit. Um, so I mean that's that's pretty much that. That's not like my formula or anything. Sometimes what can we expect uh, from the new project that you have coming out March 9th? So the new project. And I ain't even announced it, so this is a... Oh, shit. Not, Milestones exclusive. Not bad. It's, it's cool, that up? bro. No, no, no. Uh, all right. But, um, yeah, so right. it's cool. <laughs> and y'all got to watch Milestones because we get exclusives and shit. The whole time. There it is. But, yeah, Fight Theory, man. Like a debut project just for... Couch to couch, and just pretty much vibing, and like it was. Man, I don't want to do that shit again the whole time, bro. embarked on a spiritual journey, finding myself again. Cause you know, you get engulfed in like side of a relationship. And then once you leave that relationship, you gotta, you know, figure out how to live by yourself again. You get what I'm saying? You're almost like finding yourself. Again. Yeah, you feel me? Especially living with somebody, bro. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. But yeah, from there, I just started writing a lot more and What's crazy is that a hella opportunities came during that time, you know, when I like lost everything, not everything, but um, yeah, you feel me? It was like, got a Pigeons and Planes ride up, just out of the fucking blue. I'm like, oh shit. It was like, I was recording at a studio at this time. That's when I made Jungle. It was like, you know, then Fake Sure uh, did like a ride up and I'm like, oh shit, Lyrical Lemonade was fucking with me. Um, so it was just like a cool experience. It was like very inspirational. I had went to South by Southwest for the first time. Um, I like got backstage with like Kalani, Mick was back there, my boy Warhol, Erica fucking Badu was back there. 
I'm saying got free shoes. Free shoes. <laughs> yeah, man. I got free shoes, free alcohol. Shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, was up. it was tea, man. Uh did, so leading up to this album, you feel like it's gonna be like a big step forward for you? Is it uh does it feel like progression of I mean obviously it's you know it's it feels like I mean, I'm just developing more with my sound. Of course, like I'm done with this project. I'm excited to get it out, but I'm also excited to start working on more shit. Just continue to like work, work, grow, and develop. So, I mean, I got faith, bro. Like, generally, what happens is I'll get an opportunity. It's like God will throw me a little bone, and He's like, "All right, let's see what you can do with this." And then, like, you know, I'm the type of person I work extra hard, um, and even sometimes that doesn't feel like enough. But you know, my working hard is sometimes like, you know like 20%, 30% more than what people like are actually putting in it, mm-hmm. putting in, but I still feel like, Hey, this shit ain't enough. Like I got to go like 10 times harder. But, um, after, you know, I release whatever I do, whatever, you know, I'll just get another bone and it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. And it's like a step and step higher. So it's like, you know, again, flight theory, just like right. elevating. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to share the music with people. Um, interact with people, get more feedback, whether it's good or bad, and just continue to like make more music and rap my ass off. So that's what's up, yeah. man. Well, dope. Um, that's kind of all the time we got here for tonight. But uh, bet that dope. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been like a pleasure. Appreciate it, bro. Was it better and everything? Appreciate it. Uh, also, just let them people know in the Twitter verse and everything else. Uh, at J O N. Yeah, yeah, so at Jean-Michel, J-H-O-N. Yes, sir. All right, thanks again, man. It's Mild Sauce, No Coast Live. We'll be back again next Sunday.